Good evening, everybody. We are on our 80th, 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 80th Q&A. Yeah. And tomorrow happens to be the 74th, if I'm right, 74th. 74th. Yeah, next year is 75, right? 75 some newspaper today, DC was talking about, not DC, Dickon Herald was talking about it being 75. I was in, and wondering how a newspaper could get it wrong. Was it 74? So it's 80th Q&A and 74th Independence Day. And we just thank God for all the questions. <laughs> then we shall thank God for the answers. <laughs> but we love you and uh, we had a good pastor's conference. Thank you for praying. And now, Pastor Vijay, would you lead us in prayer? Father in heaven, we just want to thank you, Father, once again for this time that you've given to us. Thank you, Father, for every session of uh, Q&A that we have. Thank you, Lord, for all the questions that, you've, that your children have sent from all over the world. I pray, Father, that, Lord, you would all, that we, that you would give us the answers, so, Lord, that you would anoint your servant, and, Lord, anoint all of us, and make the answer relevant to every situation that your children are going through, O oh, Lord. Come at this time into your hands, Father, in everything that we do, from the beginning to the end, let your name be glorified and be lifted up, and your word be lifted up. Thank you, Father. We praise you, we worship you, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Pastor, very pertinent question for these days. We'll start with the question number 10. <clears throat> Uh, should I read it? Yeah. Uh, this is growing up, I was never confused about God. I always believed God is up there watching over all of us. Today, I have a question. Why are the universities so biased? Why do the students take their professors at face value? And what can we do to stop it? We all grew up in different parts of the world, but we do have a sense of right and wrong. Would you say this has got to do with the last days? Enemy is blinding the eyes and ears of the students? Sometimes as a child of God, I struggle when my kids ask some questions, like as simple as, Mommy, why the bias? Did you have the, did you have that when you were in university? Honestly, it was there, but we just ignored it. We knew something in the mil- milk ain't clean. How come students do not have it now? Zoom class, it is just not good for the kids. I believe it is, I believe it is the worst thing that could happen for kids. I refuse to go on Zoom. Our teachers accept that. We teach them ourselves as parents, send the homework and assignments in, assignments in, and then grade the students accordingly. People who have private schools are making good money. But I disagree with Zoom, especially in a time of war now. Okay, it's a big question. It didn't start yesterday or today. We only see the effects of it, full-blown effects of it's like what you call it. It's like cancer. It begins with a cell. And it is kind of metasizing now. It took years. I remember reading long time ago uh, in a seminary, a seminary means Bible college, uh, old prof asking his students, of all the wicked men of modern era, who do you think is the most wicked in terms of what they have done to mankind? And he gave a list, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, and all these people. I mean, he said, you can pick yours. He just mentioned a couple of names and says, but you can pick off in the past couple of hundred years. Who do you think has the most evil effect on mankind? Hmm. So they all gave so many names. And then he said, no, it's Charles Darwin. Wow. He's the one who began it all. Okay, when he's brought evolution and denied the existence of God. Hmm. And then after that came the 
the survival of the fittest, everything, all the other theories followed, and we are seeing the end. We are seeing the result of it. What we see in the universities is basically liberal education. Liberal education. Even though man had a sense of right and wrong, it was a sense of not knowing God. It was a sense from having eaten from the knowledge of good and evil. Mm, yes. Okay. It is not of actually a godly knowledge. It's not a godly knowledge. It is a knowledge, of course, created by God, but not because of God personally. And therefore, what became, that's basically what the devil sold the lie, that man can be the final arbiter of good and evil. Mm. Okay, good and evil. And that's what, eh? and what happened to the universities is, uh, it started, of course, in the West, and uh, the leftists took over. You need to understand that most of the academia in the world at the high-level university, you're talking about the university level. I mean, they are the ones who matter yes. more than the school. School is basic formal education. And now, of course, they have infiltrated in the school system too. But by the time you go to the higher clones of <coughs> academia, when you go up there, there are leftist mm. liberals, leftist hardcore sitting over there. These are the ones who teach the ones who will become the lawyers, the judges, the congressmen, the senators, all these people come through. If you look at all the big names, even in U.S., they're all Harvard graduates and all that. And these are all absolutely leftist power centers, HCU, JNU, Delhi University. You look at India, okay, IFLU, all leftist centers. That is why leftist universities have a BJP vice chancellor. <laughs> handpicked to keep them in their place. Okay, and they're trying to change the curriculum, which is equally worse, a right wing uh, curriculum over here. So you need to realize that every level they're after the minds of children. Like we've been hearing it for weeks, mm. months. Whoever has your mind has your body. Mm. God wants your mind, the devil wants your mind. And what does the devil do through men and women? Take the knowledge of God out. Or through right-wing propaganda, put across a false knowledge of God across. False. And what happens is that once we have... T and ultimately in the West, it collapsed. is not because of the universe primarily. It is because the church collapsed. Mm, yes. The church collapsed. Usually when people went to church, it is from church they basically learned. Like we heard it many times, all the top universities in the West were originally seminaries. seminaries yes. Any one of them, hmm. U.A., Harvard or Princeton, always seminaries, basically established to train men and women to serve God. So people were in different professions, but the ethos was that they were serving God. God was the center. Once you removed God out and put man in the center, <clears throat> you have a new religion. Basically, you look any around different pictures, the same religion, which is called humanism. Humanism, yes. humanism is the current religion where God has been taken out, man has been put in the center. So whatever is good for man, the majority decides. Or a minority, violent minority will decide. What is good for you, we will decide. It can be a small group of radicals like the Maoists took over China or the communists took over Russia or the BLM movement. BLM has got nothing to do with blacks. It's a Marxist-Leninist radicals who have taken over. And if you look at the website, they removed a lot of things. Basically, they are against the nuclear family. 
they are against the nuclear family so this is not and if you are actually fighting for blacks the family should be the most important for you because the blacks are the worst sufferers for infanticide mm. and abortion and family breakdown but you need to realize this has got nothing to do with the blacks liberation or anything it's a marxist movement okay and the marxist movement is that they have an agenda they have an idea and the means will always uh, the end will always justify the means Okay. Mm. The problem is, we think if you put humanism and human in the middle, we will value man. Actually, it does not happen. It's the other way around. Mm. When you put God in the you middle, that is when man is valued. Because it's only when God is in the center. I'm talking about not the other gods. We are talking about God as shown to us by Christ. God, the real God in Christ. He loves man. It's only when Christianity became the major force, man had value. The value of man, mm. okay, ma- value of man really came in. And you, you need to realize on the other side, okay, right-wing pro- propaganda in the West also is a godless propaganda. There are right-wing extremists where there is no God over there. Mm. The crusades were all a result of it. Yes. Mm. Okay, and that's why there is so much still, what you call it, bitterness in the Middle East and all. It's over crusades, okay. And the crusades were not godly men, please don't. But they had their historical consequences and they stopped the Muslim conquest of the Europe and drew a line over there. All that was there. But please don't ever think crusades had to do anything with Christianity. It had to do with the Roman Pope, papal empire. Okay, and they were not kosher men. They were wicked men and all the men in cahoots. This has been going on for years together, years together. So if you look at it, whether it is right wing or left wing, you know, the university takes over. Okay, these, these so-called intellectuals takes over, there will be always bias. <clears throat> and children, students automatically, when they go over there, no, they hear this. The problem with humanism, leftism, See, one thing we have always discussed is young people have a lot of energy. Mm. So young people are always looking for a cause. Cause, yes. Always looking for a cause. So BLM movement swept and all the young people were out. Uh, autonomy of it. They will use, if you look, talk to them, they will use terms which they don't understand. Okay, they will use language, this thing, and if you really, if you ask them, what do you mean by all these <laughs> things, and they will fumble. You know, I mean, you honestly, you need to listen to props in these universities. They will give you a lecture and at the end of the day, you will wonder, what did this man say? I mean, if it is something real, why can't you make it very, very simple? simple. But that is, okay, that is what they do. They need a cause and they will fight for a cause because the children have the energy. So whether it's this Marxism and its various offshoots, communism, socialism, Leninism, Maoism, it goes more and more radical. They need the young. They need the young. The young are fodder and they have so much energy and when they go in over there, it's the same energy we see in the Bible. Some of the young people had incredible energy but they turned it towards God. Like David is a young man, mm. he comes over there, it's not there a cause. Okay, young people need causes, causes, but the greatest cause has been given to us, which is eternal. Mm. Thy kingdom come. Okay, thy kingdom come. But when God was taken out of the picture, then it is replaced. Like we say, nature abhors a vacuum. Vacuum, yes. Abhors a vacuum, okay. I will tell you, if the young person does not have a cause, whether it is ideological or sports or something, arts or something, he will go into drugs and he will go into addiction. It will not accept a vacuum. 
it will not accept a vacuum. That is why this is Proverbs and uh, Ecclesiastes all basically addressed to the young people. Yes. You cannot leave a young person alone. You have to give them activity. You have to, to encase them into something because if they don't, they will become something else. They will get radicalized. They will get radicalized or they will become an addict or something. You will never see a young person sitting and doing nothing. He's into something. Yes. He's into something. Okay, into something. And what happens is when they go over there, they start to listen to these props. Because we have given these props. Uh, uh, see, <coughs> God's we, we have to... Our issue is that once we take God out of the picture, God's word is taken out of the picture, again something has to replace God's word. What replaces God's word? Because you think you need something, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You take God's word out, it is replaced by something, and that becomes your truth. But if God's word is your truth, you look at the prophet, and the first question you need to ask him is that, do you believe in God? And if he says no, you need to say, the, the Bible says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Then why should I listen to you? It's a basic primary question. Genesis 1 1, you deny. We don't have to discuss further. 1 1, you don't believe. And why should I listen to you? So, most fundamental question is after death, what? After death, what? The most important question man will answer is after death, what? What is your answer? Because it is appointed unto everyone to die. Okay? And these guys, children take them and, and you know what? They give, I mean, in the Western, I mean, these universities, they give them, they uh, give them the freedom to think and freedom to what to be. No, but that is basically what Romans 16 talks about, the freedom to sin. And that is not a freedom, that is slavery. Mm. And I've, I've saw an iflu happening even in our years and all. Young, brilliant minds, really brilliant, good children coming from conservative families. They come over there. Within six months, everything has changed. They just so, uh, just few of us, and one was Eric, much, I mean, generations later from me, but few people would be able to come through. It was literally like for us to be in a university like that was like to be Daniel in the Babylonian court. And you are taught everything of the Chaldeans. And you have to come out through it as a Hebrew. It was the test for us. And the fact is that most Christians don't make it. They become radicalized over there. And they're no longer, and it's a big thing to believe you're an atheist and you're a humanist and you're a Marxist, a feminist, you know, or uh, you're in the transgender movement or homosexual. These things were not there yesterday. These were things were in the 1990s when we were studying. These movements were already over there and it became, even if you didn't understand it, the pressure was so much to, to be part of this and most of them cannot handle it. Like I said, most of these kids don't believe in any of these things, but it is the pressure, the cancel culture. If you do not believe, they will think you are a dumbo. Hmm. You know? Now, the whole thing is that what Paul says is that, are you willing to be a fool for Christ? Hmm. You know? And fundamental things with our children is that we cannot teach them the value system of the world. The value system of the world and the value system of the kingdom are absolutely... And I personally believe in so many ways the children are not at fault, the parents are at fault. 
And we thank for our parents because our parents were not at fault. Though they were not born again, spiritual believers like that, they had the right principles about the kingdom of God, though they did not know. Their principles were not of the world. Their principles were very much of the kingdom, though they did not really know the king. So you know what? It didn't contradict us. Exactly. It didn't contradict us when we are growing up. It did not contradict us. But right now what has happened is homes are falling apart. Okay, if you look at the statements of Jesus and what you actually re- hear from pulpits, it does not seem to match. The gospel is a very radical call. I mean, look at how Jesus says, if you gain in the world, you will lose. If you lose in the world for my sake, you will gain. This is a fundamental statement and it goes into the heart of humanism. Hmm. Any man who finds his life will lose, lose it. it. What a statement. What a statement. (laughs) Any man who loses his life for my sake will find it. And you look when, I mean, you, you don't look at the, everybody is fascinated by the crowds and the miracles and all. Leave that aside. Look at his teachings, what he is telling to his disciples. You really want to be a radical? It is not Mao, it is Christ. His teachings are literally out of this world. Mavas and all will only stop with this world, but Christ's teachings are out of the very radical, eternal teachings they are. And we look at it and we move our children to it and you say, you know what, it is worth it. Mm. You need a cause? Die for oh, this. Yes, yes. This all, why is Taliban sweeping through Afghanistan? When will Kabul fall? In one week, two weeks, why? Because they have a cause. And they're willing to risk their life for it. Okay? Life for it. And all these people, radical movements, they are willing to take chances, risks. And there are what you call uh, the loot of the war. The war. There is a war going on and there is always loot. But here it is not that. There is something bigger than that which is offered to us. But our fight is completely different. Completely, Our value system is completely different. And what happens over here is that what can you do to stop it? One side, Zoom is bad. I agree, Zoom is bad. Another side, homeschooling is fantastic. Mm. At least the idiots in the university cannot get into your house. <coughs> exactly. Okay. If you want to turn it around, homeschooling has shot up in the U.S. by hundreds and thousands. Not so and you know, suddenly parents are enjoying it. Why don't you see it around and say, you know what? It's, 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 we're just going back to the old days. This is what education was. Children went to the synagogue, children went to the church and came back and learned a trade from their parents. So they were put into apprenticeship. That was it. Education was not humanism. It was not in humanism where they were turned to hate God, hate their country, hate your neighbor. That is basically what you are taught. No, but now you're going back where education in so many ways through Zoom has been returned back into the hands of the parents. And I, what the sister Zoom I understand. It's because of the, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, you can't do anything. We need this stuff. Now we, I mean, it has its benefits. It has its negative points. This is negative point. Mm-hmm. Before uh, the computer came till I think I was 48, 49, I didn't need glasses. I could, and I read, read like crazy. My eyesight was perfect. It is this thing. 
that has been taking my sight away. So for children, if you look at children today, they all have these big, big, big lenses and glasses, and it is not good. So Zoom is not good. Okay, Zoom is not good. I accept Zoom is not good, but I like the alternative. Yeah, private schools are making a lot of money, and uh, no, because even in our schools where our children went, you have to listen to them how radical their teachers were, how biased they were against Christian kids. It was shocking. These were Christian schools to where our children went with non-Christian teachers, and they used to pick on our kids who stood for their faith and insult them in school. We're not even talking about college. So at least with Zoom, this influence is over. Influence is over. It has its own. But I'm telling you, it will only stop with school. When you go into higher, that's what I said, the worst thing you can choose for your child today is humanities. Old days, one of the best things you could choose was humanities because you read Dickens and you read Oliver Twist and you read Shakespeare and all. You would see the Bible weaved through every chapter. So it is a beautiful thing to study. But today all these things are being, being literally, Shakespeare will be cancelled. If the liberals have their way for the next 10 years, Shakespeare will be out of university. They don't like Shakespeare. They don't like any of the conservative old writers. They hate it. They hate them. They will take it all and replace it with absolute junk and destroy the minds of the children. That's basically what happened. What uh, Honestly, it was there. It was there. Um, but what happened was, even though it was there, we had the freedom to speak. Today, what has happened is, they call them liberal, but they're not liberal. Yes. They're not liberal at all. They're not liberal at all. No, actually conservatives, the genuine conservatives, uh, I'm not talking about right wing, Mm. there are crazy ones on the other side. I'm talking about genuine conservatives with the Christian ethos. They are the ones who are genuinely liberal. They allow. They they will allow allow you to speak. But the leftists will not allow you to speak. Mm. Leftists will allow you. You look honestly, if you look at it, tell me one nation in the world where leftist ideology has taken over, where you have freedom of expression. Never. Not a single place. You are not allowed to speak. Like the Cuban uh, Nobel laureate, if I'm right, who was, he escaped from Cuba when he was asked, uh, are there any dissenters in Cuba? He said, no. They are either outside or they are in the grave. <laughs> they are all. There are no dissenters. They're dissenters, you know, and they will talk about the great unity in China. <laughs> you know, you kill all the dissidents, all you will have is unity. <laughs> okay. And the same thing is there, what you call it, in uh, when religion becomes radical. This is what happened in the Middle Ages in Europe, in Catholicism, not Christianity. Catholicism was the state religion, and the Pope. And the kings controlled. You know what? You didn't have dissent. You did, uh, dissent was not allowed. If you had dissent, they killed you. They crushed you. Yeah. If you had your own opinion, they killed you. That is why God had to use a priest from within the mm. church, Martin Luther, who had the protection of one of the German princes to start the movement. Mm. Otherwise, he would have been killed. There were so many attempts, if I am right, plots to kill yeah. him. Yeah. You know, you would, you were not allowed. You were not allowed. Okay. The protested movement 
actually began the freedom of thought. But even then, in England, the Protestants also went wonky. Yes, yes. Went wonky. Okay. That fundamental thing, you know, I mean, like we've been hearing, God gives you the freedom. I said before you, life and death, you choose. It's an inherent freedom. But these regimes, whether it is left-wing or radicalized religion, when religion becomes, okay, you may say, uh, Buddhism is a very peaceful religion. If you look at the principles, it is peaceful. But not in, it, in its actual practice. Not in actual practice. You look at the what has happened in Sri Lanka. It's a Buddhist country. Yeah, it's a yeah. Buddhist majority violence. country. The violence against the the, the others, no, this thing, or even Thailand. Okay, so we need to understand. Whenever one particular, uh, what you call, thought system takes over, it actually becomes intolerant. And why is all these thought systems or religions allowed into the West is that back in their background there is this knowledge that Christianity, Christianity actually allows. Actually allows. Now they will say Hinduism is a very tolerant religion. At one level, yes. Another level, it is tolerant only as long as they do not fear that they will be overtaken. Christianity does not have that fear, mm. and you should not have this fear. Mm. Okay, you see, in 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 the ground game on Earth, it's all numbers. Numbers matter, so that's why all these rules coming in in in. No, that's why they're against proselytization, conversion. Why why are they against conversion? Because they are afraid. If conversion is available, we will become a minority in our own land. So Christianity, a genuine Christian, should never suffer from these issues because we know the kingdom will come. Okay? That's what I said. Our thinking should be completely different. We cannot think like them. We don't have to be a majority for religion's sake. Hmm. That's why we are asking, looking at the morning. Why do you do the things which you do? Yes. Why do you do the things which you do? Because in Christianity... This is it. If you're alone with God, you're still a majority. Majority, yes. Mm. Like we keep saying, truth doesn't need props. It can stand alone. You know? My God doesn't need to be defended. She can stand alone. Like Islam has to defend their God. Buddhism may we get violent, defend their God. Hinduism may get violent and defend our God. We don't have to get violent. We don't have to get to it. Because, see, it does not matter what you do to me or shut me down. My God is the one who is real. Yes. My God doesn't need me. He doesn't he need, need me. me also. Okay? Mm. And one day the whole world will know. It's very clear. Jesus said as lightning flashes from one end to the You know how clear it is? The night sky. He says it will be like that mm. when I come. Every eye will see. Mm. Yes. Now, Buddha doesn't say that. <laughs> Hinduism doesn't say that. Islam doesn't say that. Okay, we know it. So we don't need to be defending. All we need to defend is, why do I believe? What is the reason for my hope? And that's a completely different thing. Okay, you are beaten up and you are still at peace. You are happy. You forgive your enemies. Why are you like that? That is our defense. 
It's not like the other head. You take my head, I will take your head also. That is no difference to that. So it's just another religious. This is where Christians go wrong. Why, like you had for years and years in Northern Ireland, the Protestants and the Catholics. Okay, and this had nothing to do with Christ. Mm. Okay, so when you use the religion, please be very careful and thought. Don't put it across with other religions alone. The same thing has happened in the name of Christ and where Christ was not involved at all. Christianity has also come. Whenever the devil gets religion, it goes that way. Even if he gets hold of Christianity. It hasn't happened in Europe. It has happened in our times in Northern Ireland. Even now. Even now. <clears throat> okay. There is Northern Ireland and the other island. Two islands. One is Catholic. The other is Protestants. Okay. All kind of things have happening. You know, Mary's Queen of Scots and Charles I who executed. All these things has happened in, in Christendom. More atrocities has happened in the name of Christ. <coughs> you need to understand that. So when you're talking a thought process, it can be either a religious thought process. It can be a leftist. And they will all call themselves liberal. Liberal. <laughs> liberal. If you go to the Middle East, Dubai, all this UAE, Middle East, they'll say we are very liberal. See how much peace is here. No issues, no crime, no peace. Everybody has the freedom. Let one Muslim become Christian then suddenly we'll see how liberal they are. Okay. While in the West, the Christians will fight to protect your mosque. And the system will automatically operate and see that your mosque, your temple is protected. While in other countries with state support, churches will be destroyed. So you need to understand deep within there is a system in Christianity, which understands, you know what, what is right and wrong. What is right and wrong. And second, Christianity does not need defense. Mm. And that was Jesus' final statement, teaching to his disciples, put, put your, your sword back. Put your sword back. Put your sword back. Okay. And that is basically, that's why we, that's, I think it was, what was his name? The Attorney General under Bush. He, Ashford, right? Uh, no, no, not, yeah. Uh, one of them answered, uh, some, they asked him a question. He was a believer. One of them uh, asked this question, what's the difference between the God of Islam and the God of Christianity? He said, the God, the God of Islam sends his sons to die, uh, kill. And the God of, uh, the God of the Bible sent his son to die. Oh. It's as simple as that. Okay, We were never called to kill for the gospel. We were called to die for the gospel because the cost is worth it. Worth it. And this is basically what happens in the universities. It's brainwashing that is taking place. But it is a test. It's a test for the homes. It's a test for the parents. That's why you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, what God tells the parents. He tells the the honest is upon the parents. God says to the parents, you live in your house like I am real. That I am not a theology. I am a person. Like today morning we are talking about, you know. 2,000 years of church's problem has been with the person of the Holy Spirit. God is a person. 
and he's represented in, in nowadays in the church age through the Holy Spirit. He's the one who brings the Father and the Son. We talk about the Father, we talk about the Son at a personal level. We don't with the Holy Spirit as a person. God says, if you know, walk with me in your home as a person, the children will not doubt God is not real. Mm. Yes, yes. God is not real. Okay, <laughs> it's 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 like that old uh, martyr, no? One of the church fathers, not the apostle, the next generation who was burned at the stake. Old man, Polycarp. yeah, Polycarp. When Poly eighty eighty seven or eighty eight, Polycarp or Sam, Samir, thank you, Samir. Mm. Okay, Polycarp. When he was being being taken to be burned at the stake, they also felt sorry. Old man, this thing, sir. Um, they said, Master, why don't you just recant? Deny Jesus. Why do you have to? Why do we have letting us do this to you? And his answer was something like 73 score years or four score years and 10 years. He has never denied me. How can I now deny him? He was not talking theology. He was talking about a person. He was talking about a person. So when Joseph is talking to Potiphar's wife, he's talking about a person. person. He's not talking about an ideology. He's talking about a person. Daniel, when he makes his choice in the Babylonian court, he's talking about, he purposed in his heart he would not defile God. It is in his heart. He's talking about a person. He's not saying it is written. It is not. It is written. If you go to that place called uh, the sons of Rekab, what is their name? Sons of Issachar. No, 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 no. Yeah. It is, it is in... No, where? No, no. How, uh, Jeremiah 35. Where they, the way they were told to drink, drink wine. Yeah, 35. Yeah. 35. Verse 2 onwards. No, no. Just, yeah. And give them wine. To, yeah. This is a word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of the Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family. Invite them to come out, come to one of the side rooms, the house of the Lord. Give them wine to drink. I went to Jehoiakim, son of Jeremiah, the son of Hokekeh, and his brothers and all his sons who were the family of the Rechabites. I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the room of the sons. Okay. Okay. Go further down. Okay. I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the men of the Rechabite family and said to them, drink some wine. But they replied, we do not drink wine because our forefather, Jonadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Did you see? They're not talking the law. Mm. They said, daddy said. Daddy said, exactly. Mm. That's all they said. Daddy said. Well, that's it. Daddy said. It's a relationship. Relationship. This is our daddy said. And therefore we don't drink. It's something dad said and we honor his word. Though it's been years, hundreds of years ago. Daddy said that we honor him. We will not do it. Okay. And this is the only thing that can sustain our children. And I believe young people struggle because they do not meet people who have encountered God. They are meeting theologians who are intellectualizing Christianity. They are not meeting people who have genuinely encountered God. See, once you have encountered God, uh, you have only two choices. Either you deny Him, deny Him, okay, or you receive Him. You are, you are denying a person. 
Okay, that's what happened to Judas. He went back and gave his money back because he knew. He knew the person he had denied. He said, you know what? I have betrayed innocent blood. Just a person. But a lot of people today have no issues in denying Christ because they have never encountered Jesus. So when they say, I am an atheist, they feel very good about it. Judas did not say I am an atheist. Not say I am an atheist. He's talking about a person. And that is to what, where the church has failed. And that is where basically the issue, I mean, we talk about it all the time, that God does not have grandchildren. Every generation must know God afresh. Every generation must encounter God. And that's where Joshua went wrong. Joshua said, I saw me and my house, but it was not passed down. And the whole book of Judges can be summed up in one line. A generation came up who did not know God. Who did not know God. Who did not know God. And that's where, if our children know God, we don't have to worry about where we send them. Hmm. Where we send them. And we know. And I'm telling you, I've seen, in my own life, I've seen, I've seen myself, I've seen Eric. Unlike uh, science departments where you don't face this. Mm. I'm talking about humanities. We went through the, 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 the humanities university in India. And we did not come out weaker. We came out stronger. Amen. And if you know in our classrooms, we were practically the only ones who stood up for what we believed. And we refused to buckle under pressure. Refused to buckle under pressure. And we listened to them and we knew that this was wrong. But we didn't humiliate our props. We didn't argue with them. We didn't fight with them. But we uh, we made our opinion. And sometimes they allowed us to speak. They allowed us to speak. But they said, okay, that's your point of view. You can speak that too. That was a different class of old profs. Hardcore profs. Leftist, Marxist profs. They were sitting over there. But we were allowed to speak. You know, we had what you call tutorials. In the professor's office, we're sitting over allowed. But we never buckled under pressure. Though it was, would have been fashionable to go with them. Because mm. if you go with them, there are other, other things that happen along the way. You become an inside candidate. You get, you no, know, once you finished your MPhil, this thing, you no, know, while you're waiting in line for a vacancy to come, you join as assistant, this thing, you no, know, research. A different, different posts are open. But all this will happen in these universities only if you tow their line. Mm. If you do not tow their ideological lines, nothing will be open for you. Maximum you can get is to be an attender in the hostel or in the mess. But academia, no. <laughs> They will not let. You think it's very tolerant. Some of the most radicalized cancel culture is in academia. You don't tow their line. You do not get it. You do not get it. Okay? But we, I mean, we came through. Honestly, I look back and I real, I ask, during my undergraduation level and then PG, if I had not encountered God and then gone into that country and came back stronger, if I had not encountered God, would I have survived a flu, I don't think so. I don't think I would have survived a flu. I would have gone with the gone with that flow and thought it was great. But now I look at Eric too. If Eric hadn't got saved at Loyola mm. and then he came to church, I mean he came to church, got saved and he was absolutely involved in the church, radical for God. And then he went to Iflu. If it had been the other, other way, way around, he would have been swept away. 
a lot of the people in our church and all who have been from iflu please remember they are all from linguistics or they're language elt they are not from literature mm-hmm. we are talking about linguistics is dangerous one of the most dangerous guys in the world is a linguist called noam chomsky <laughs> and so many christian profs and all of them refer to chomsky they all refer to chomsky Okay, they all refer to Chomsky. You need to realize in Bible colleges they use Chomsky. Okay, so you need to realize Bible colleges have gone. They have gone. So you need to realize we are worrying about schools and universities. Forget that Bible colleges have become radicalized and have become leftist centers. Okay, and so that is where we are. But Christianity is an encounter with the living God. like as said in the morning as many as who received him him it's him bible doesn't say as many as who received an idea a thought process no as many as you received him i am the way he didn't say i will show you the way then you are left to pick or choose he didn't say that he said i am the way he said i am the truth i am the light and no man comes to the father other than through me so it is the most uh, stunning statement and most uh, statement people don't like at all the exclusivity of christ mm. not christianity christ yes you take christ out of christianity christianity becomes very tolerant mm. you put christ in it's a very intolerant religion and truth in its very nature is intolerant you need to understand truth in its very nature is very intolerant because truth cannot be two it can be always only one it can always only be one and jesus comes and says it doesn't say i will teach you the truth he says i am the truth that's the reason why they hated that's him. why they hated, hated him. him the claims that he made yeah, about him the claims he made about himself so that's how you, okay it's been a long academic <laughs> discussion also that in singulations he says that mm-hmm. uh, you're so quickly deserting him he doesn't say an ideology again he says you're deserting him yes uh, so zoom is not a zoom is a bad thing but what is happening is good for your children if schools are locked down for 2 years teach your children and stick to homeschooling teach them about god and teach them all subjects mm. from the point of view of creation of god okay that's genuine science So question number 9 is also i think on the same lines you can just possibly just comment upon it okay we must examine the liberals motives in order to have a clearer understanding as to why they want to control the undeveloped world's population do you agree we need discernment for this right is it about the antichrist the see the liberals and the radicals are two ends of the same spectrum okay two ends of the same spectrum if you look at what are these both groups who who gets the the brand of these people it is always the weak the children what is happening in the west right now and what is happening in in afghanistan it's no different if you look at it in the broad picture in the west what is happening is the children are being messed up see in the west because of a freedom to protect your body at least outwardly what they do is they mess up their mind so they will destroy their bodies themselves okay because of the law and order kind of system so what do they do they mess up their minds so children want transition surgery you know once you do these things it is not possible to come back 
it's not possible to revert it at this moment it's more and they are they won't ever tell you the truth about the other side of kids who went through and they want to come back they are miserable many of them have, i mean go crazy or what happened so on one side they're destroying their minds so they would destroy their bodies what is happening in afghanistan now bachebazi what are they doing the boys and the girls are being taken as loot young boys and girls the taliban forces are moving into those cities which are kind of peaceful and they're just picking up the boys and girls as war trophies and you look at their faces some of the pictures it's like another so what is the difference between here and there here because you have a law and order system what do you do to take their minds and use their minds to destroy their bodies here because you don't have the law and order you take their bodies straight away and this is what the liberals or the radicals do ultimately this is what what is happening and uh, also you need to realize behind not the the <laughs> i was telling pastor vijay on the way if some of the fears of the vaccination vaccine is justified we do not know i mean we don't we hear all kind of things but if the vaccine ultimately because it is not tested in the sense like you need to give vaccine at least 5 or 6 years to find out what will happen to it but in the process uh, the vaccine uh, let us say kills a lot of people the vaccine not the disease because of multiple other issues and all. and one of the one set of people who have been completely been vaccinated in most countries is the army that's it okay i was telling pastor we say all the soldiers will die and taliban taliban will take over they have not been vaccinated <laughs> but the illuminati has a program and they are not very this thing about it they talked about it very clearly bill gates and all his recordings and all this very clear about it. this population is too much we cannot control it we have to bring it down one way or other and they will try all kinds of methods and who do they prey on the underdeveloped nations like africa and also many vaccines were tested and you know and everywhere first what will they get the governments to do to see the the congress passes something to see that you cannot be sued and then they force it on people and the court side with them court side with them you know and we know people have died from the vaccines it's absolutely proven facts yet then why don't you give them an exemption <coughs> okay exemption now they are saying the those both who got the vaccines in us the are still carriers of the delta variant okay now basically they are saying you should be vaccinated because otherwise you will be a carrier that is how they are forcing you that is okay. i don't want to get vaccinated no even if you don't get vaccinated you are a threat to the society because you will carry now they are saying the ones who got vaccinated with both doses are also carriers so they should also isolate and wear masks and all around then why are you forcing it on me if he is also carrying and i am also carrying he is vaccinated i am not vaccinated why don't you leave me alone now we won't leave you alone you give me the logic then why should i get i i, I have immunity i have no issues of covid we all walked among the covid everything we got no issues at all we are not worried we are not and we are not spreading it too but why are you vaccinating me hmm. when the fellow vaccinated is a carrier 
and you are saying I am also carrying. Unless so, there is an agenda. Okay, un- unless, unless there is an agenda. agenda. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that, in, I mean, in our country, when it really gets in, you know what? We will have no. We, it is not like the West and all. The West they are not able to face the pressure. What are we going to do here? If you have an, if you want, if you have any doubts, I'm, I'm promising you, try to get into any police station in Hyderabad through the gates. They'll ask you whether you're vaccinated. A day and hour will come. They will, you cannot go to meet your hospital doctor because they will say you need to have a vaccination. So one by one by one. And they, they are old and fearful, but I am saying that is how they will do it. Very subtly. Very, very subtly. You will not have access to the essentials in society. So you are forced. Okay, that's how they will put pressure. They won't put pressure on India right now because only a minority has been vaccinated. The pressure will come when the majority has been vaccinated. And then the pressure will increase. It will increase. My whole question is, why are they putting so much pressure? Why are they putting, look at, uh, look at, uh, the rule in Kerala. It's a leftist government. The most draconian vaccine rules are not in the rest of India. It is in that one state in India which is ruled by the communists. You cannot go out. If you are not vaccinated, you cannot go to a store to buy. You cannot go to a store to buy. And you know what is the humor in Kerala? We have to send all the old people to buy provisions because only they are vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You cannot go. If you are not vaccinated, you cannot go. Even our Kirana store in Kerala, that's the rule. And in the, unlike, unlike other states, you need to understand in states like Kerala, where I come from, where I have lived, when they rule, it is not just the cops, it's the communist thugs who are on the street with their canes. Hmm. You have no clue what is to live under a leftist regime. We have lived under it. We know what it is like when they rule. When they rule, the cops are nobody. They rule. They run the whole system. They run the whole system. And that's what we are talking about. <coughs> because we have, Kerala is one state the left still holding. They are still holding on to. And you know what? They have, they talk about human rights and freedom. They have, they don't value any rights. Any rights. I'm telling you from personal experience. How terrible it is to live under a communist regime in a free democracy. In a free democracy. It is terrible to live under them. And that is the leftist ideology. The other side is a radical religious agenda. When these two come together, you know what? It is terrible. And if you know, yes, they are after underdeveloped countries. They are after to bring down world population. You can call it conspiracy theories and all. It is not conspiracy theories. If it is a conspiracy theories, then take up all the restrictions. Let, let us have a debate. You won't even allow a debate. Even you talk about it, they will cancel you. They will shut down your Twitter account. You will shut everything and all. Why won't you, why, why won't you even allow an open speech? Misinformation. Some private dude sitting over Twitter is making a decision. You are misinformation. What did you do? It's like, it is like, it's all the, 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 the basic marketing philosophy is always like this. Okay. No? First you provide a product very cheap. Very, very cheap. And you are willing to suffer loss. Product cheap. And once you have got all the customers and destroyed your competitors, then you become the monopoly. 
After that, you become the arbiter. I'm promising you, just watch. In Within a year or so, ACT broadband will be finished in Hyderabad. Geo will take over it completely. They will take over it completely. But how did Geo come in? They gave it dirt cheap. With phone. But once they have the monopoly, they will. That's how Facebook and Twitter and all came in. They first got people hooked and addicted and ran out newspapers out of business from where people got their news. news. People started getting their news from Facebook. And the other outlets all died off. So now when they come to a point where people are able to get, receive their news only from Facebook and Twitter, most of the world, what do they do? They start deciding what you hear. And whoever controls what you hear will control what you think. Mm -hmm. That is why the liberals and the radicals are after universities and schools. Because if they can control what the children hear, they know within a few years' time, they will control their bodies too. Bodies too. Hmm. No? And that's basically what's happening. And I don't blame them, because the devil has never been different. Every generation, he has been the same. The fault will always lie at the door of the church. At the church. Like the church did not stand up and fight for... No, fight, I'm not talking about on the streets or anything. The church went to sleep. Church went to sleep. But it still does not matter because we still have to look at it. Numbers don't matter. One, numbers don't matter. Second, at the end of the day, we realize God is always in control. God has never lost control for a second. He's always in control. Whatever we see happening is ultimately happening according to his plan and his purpose. We are we are honored if you join his plan. Even if you don't join his plan, the kingdom will come. Yes. When John is sitting there in the island of Patmos, no ministry, no church, anything, all the apostles dead. The revelation he receives is that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of the Lord and save. You don't worry about it. Just write it down and pass it on. You don't worry. The kingdom is moving. It will ultimately swallow up everything. You have only one choice. Either you fall on the rock and be broken or the rock will fall on you and crush you completely. It will come. So it is from, that's why we keep on saying we are not fighting for victory. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. And the only thing we are fighting is not, we are not fighting to win a country, we are not fighting a political war, we are, not, we are fighting for souls. We are fighting for, that is what we need. Otherwise we will become like them. Mm. We will be angry, bitter, hatred, vengeful, competitive. There is no competition here. We are fighting for the souls of men and women. That's why the Bible says we are not fighting flesh and blood. Mm. We are not. We are fighting for flesh and blood. Mm. We are not fighting for them. And we are, we are not fighting a losing battle either. We are not fighting a losing battle either. We have to. We have to look at it that way. You are not losing. Even in, in church, in ministry, you have to look at it that way. Let's look at the last two churches in the Bible. You have Philadelphia. You have Laodicea. If Jesus had not spoken, which is the truth, you will see victory and defeat completely different, right? Yep. Philadelphia looks so weak. Laodicea looks so strong. But do you know? One object which is similar in both the letters to Philadelphia and 
Laodicea, which is diametrically opposite, is that one word door. I've kept for you an open door while Laodicean door is shut and God is out. You see, different. One church has an open door to God. The other church, the door is shut and God is out. Hmm. That is a symbolism over there. One church which looks so weak has got an open door towards heaven. Another church which is looks so huge and prosperous and has got everything has got an absolutely shut, shut door towards God. And God is the door is shut to God. And that's the truth. And when you look at it, that's that's why we keep telling pastors, we have to encourage these poor pastors, don't look at churches. Look into the word of God. Look into your life. Look into the ministry and be faithful to the word of God. At the end of the day, the word of God will triumph. It will. It's forever settled in the heavens. It will. And that's how we have to look at it. We need discernment. We need discernment. Yes. It is about the Antichrist. Of course it is about the Antichrist. Pastor, this again, because we are on this same uh, meter, Pastor, we should look at question number six. Okay. Uh, came came <coughs> last time. It says uh, there has been this documentary, Pray Away, which typically covers conversion therapy, anti-gay teachings from anti-Christian organizations, Exodus, stating that homosexuality is a result of trauma, a bad rela- bad relationship with a parent, enemies lie or psychological issues, etc. Whilst we know God's truth about this subject, there have been many arguments within the body of Christ. Some I knew left in support of LGBTQIQ. I in the LGBTIQ stands for intersex, which means that some born may may not have the defined 46 chromosomes XX or XY. They may have 45 or 47 XO or XXY patterns, which with impacted sexual development, or some may be born with some ovarian and testicular issues or ambiguous external genitals. Though a female could have part of a male genitals with the with the overproduction of male hormones before birth and seem and seems doctors struggle to define the baby as clear male or female so in some cases they do surgery to fit in a clear male or female and then uh, the respective hormones to be provided is this the state jesus refers to in matthew chapter 19 verse 12 about eunuchs so is it, is this how they have been created how as the body of christ should we respond to lgbtiq as overall and their salvation see uh, I, 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 I clarified about this thing long time about from Roshan's wife, okay, because she's a forensic scientist and she says the 4647 is there, okay, in certain cases. But we need to know that we go to the word of God and we know he created it male and female and breakdown is taking place. Like we talk about the old record player. As you keep on playing, playing, playing the cracks, okay? mm. humanity is deteriorating. Mm. When the fall took place, men lived almost, almost a thousand years. It's coming down, down, down with all, and we are living at the the most highly advanced civilization, and we are dying like flies. Okay, it's deteriorating. So a lot of things are happening. But leaving aside that specific points, to me, like I, it's, 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 it's similar to the answers I gave just today before. For me, the answer, whether it is L, G, B, I, T, Q, whatever your issue is, whatever it is issue, the answer is Jesus. Mm. 
See, we are still trying to think it like the scientific medical issue. Mm. The man's issue is not medical. Yes. Yes, yes. Man's issue is with his soul, soul. not with mm. his body. Absolutely. His issue. Salvation is the salvation of the soul. Mm. This, whatever they are talking about is basically connected with the body. body. There is trauma in the mind. But Jesus is the person to whom we have to introduce these people. And we see through the Bible. And basically, contextualizing it to his times, the worst case scenario in his generation would be a leper. Okay? A leper. It's, we are not talking about the body part alone, but the trauma he goes through because he's ostracized from his own family, his society, everybody. Okay. Or the Samaritan woman. Married five times, living now openly with the sixth man. Or a tax collector. You look at the riffraff of that society. But you know, what did Jesus do? When they encountered Jesus, mm. everything changes. It is a person. The encounter with the person. And I believe many, many churches are trying to approach churches scientifically. That's not the issue. Leave them to Jesus. Don't look at their issues. So when we talk about homosexuality and all, I am not against homosexuals or transgenders. You know who I am against? I am against what Romans Romans 1. 32. Yeah, the last. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, no, no. No, no. They, they not only do it, but also yes. sanctify. Approve those who do it. The yeah. last two verses, bro. Romans last. 1 verse 30, last 32. Yes, Pastor. 32, yeah. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those. You know, basically in today's context, because I saw this in the universities. I studied, university I studied. There were these profs who taught these theories. But they kept their family safe, their children safe, married them off nicely, respectably, all to girls to boys and boys to girls. They did all that. But they destroyed the lives of the students in their classrooms. And my issue is not with the LGBTQ. My issue is with the agenda by people sitting there because they have an agenda. So God doesn't have issues with these people. Jesus does not. He has enormous love and kindness and compassion for them. And we need to show that to them and lead them to Christ. Don't discuss that issue. That is not your issue, child. Because in a twinkling of an eye, Christ could come. Then you won't be worried about your body. Amen. Yes. yes. Nobody is going going to be worried about their body, either in hell or in heaven. What is the state of your body? Either here or gender. Nobody is going to be worried about these things because they will suddenly realize there are bigger things than in life than this. Mm. Okay. So the thing to them is lead them to Christ. Genuinely let them an encounter with Christ and disciple them. You know what? They will hear from their father who made them what their gender is. What their identity is. Mm. And that's all they need to hear. You know, when the Holy Spirit calls you, he will call you by the gender in which he created them. And it won't be LGBTQI. He will call you either son or daughter. And that's who you are. Hallelujah. That's who you are. Ultimately. Mm. That's who you are. And that's, that's as, as simple as that. Our major issue is that the church doesn't believe in Jesus anymore. They have become scientific. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
and then uh, you have apologetics <laughs> and then you bec- all you are doing is apologizing <laughs> ultimately you know i'm i'm not debasing any of this but you don't need to do that you don't need to do i've rarely find have found anybody who has been argued into christianity mm. apologetics is good to sit and listen I enjoy their speeches, but that doesn't convince me. The conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the faith of a simple fellow who hasn't even gone to school and you see his worship and his life, you know what? That convicts me more than the apologetics. Mm. You know, this is real. This is life. He has encountered somebody. Now, if you want to talk about apologetics, so was Nicodemus. He knew it all. But he was convicted by Jesus. And his first statement is not any doctrinal statement. He says, I know you are from God. Bah. And this is, if I'm not Jesus, thank you Lord, I'm not. Mm. But I wanted to ask him then, who are you from? You are representing my God, right? My father. Who are you from? That's what Jesus said. You are a ruler, yes. teacher. And you do not know such things. You do not know such things. You're supposedly representing my father to these people. and You don't know these things. No. See, nothing can substitute an encounter with a personal God. The real, genuine, personal God. Nothing can substitute that. And that's what we are talking about. You know. So how do you respond to this and their salvation is lead them to Christ. Tell them God loves them. So when we talk about this, remember we are talking this as an agenda. We are against that agenda. Like we Hmm. will have an agenda against radical leftism, radical Islam. Any religion which is radical have an issue. I have no issues with Islam. I have issues with radical Islam. If Islam is tolerant and says we allow you to preach in our country, I have no issues with them. Mm. It's a marketplace of ideas. Mm. That's my question. It's a marketplace of ideas. If I have the freedom to choose from my slippers to all my clothes to what I want to read, what I want to eat, why can't I choose what to believe? Why Why are you trying to force me in that one area alone? So let us discuss. Yeah. Let us not fight. Let us not shout at each other. Let us not be. Let us. It's a marketplace of ideas. You talk about your God. I will talk about my God. That's all. Why do you want to kill me? Why did they kill Jesus? Because they couldn't stand to his argument. Absolutely. They couldn't stand to this argument. That's basically what Elijah is saying. Hey, come on. You had three and a half years of famine. No water, drought, everything. Hey, come on, let's do one thing. You're talking about your God. I'm talking about my God. Let's have a sacrifice. You agree to sacrifice? Of course, we all sacrifice. Okay, you take first chance. This is my answer. The God who answers by fire. Please do one thing. Don't light the fire. The God who answers by fire. Let him fall. You know what? This is exactly what we do. After everything is said and said, you know, one thing I will say or my wife will say. Shall I pray? They will say pray. The minute you finish praying, they will say, Aya, what is this? My heart is shaking within. So that's my God. He is real. Hmm. This is not a mantra. This is a real God. This is a real God. Start our apologetics. At the end of it, you will say, "Shall we pray?" You pray. That's basically what Elijah and I. You pray, I pray. You pray, I pray. And we will pray. You know what? 
I will pray in the name of Jesus. And you know what? If that person was genuinely open, searching, the Lord touches him. Mm. And he will say, Lord, your God is God. God. Okay. <laughs> I still remember him in this. I was in Assam. And, uh, the university driver heard I was a pastor. So he came and said, would you come to my house and have a meeting? I said, are you a Christian? He said, no. No. But would you please come? I said, I will have a meeting. Of course, I will have a meeting. I will pray. So I had a meeting. All Hindus. And I had a meeting. Simple gospel meeting. And I prayed. They gave an offering. I said, no, I don't take an offering. It's okay. Don't take an offering. We don't take offerings from non-believers. Not okay. At the end of the day, after that meeting, small meeting, I prayed, and I left. Next day, he came back and he said, mm-hmm. "You know what he said? Jab aap isailo prarthana karte hain, hamare Hindu boot nikal jate." <laughs> that was exactly his words. As simple as that. What did Jesus say? Jesus did not say go argue. He says, in my name, name you cast shall cast out demons. In my name, preach the gospel, cast out the demons. You lay up hands upon the sick, they shall be healed. That is the power encounter. That is the, it's, it's a power, power encounter. encounter. Amen. Hallelujah. And power encounter comes when we pray. Hmm. You see, the more you argue, he will also argue. At hmm. the end of the day, you will say, can we pray? That is what I look at. No, you may have a Muslim apologistic and a Christian apologist. They are arguing, arguing, arguing. I won't argue. Ten minutes, I'll say, okay, we'll close. Can we pray before we close? You pray, I pray. Absolutely. And leave it to the people. Leave it to the people. Okay. We had an, we had a session like this in New York a few years back. We had Farrakhan in the stadium. Brought all his NOI people and all. And we had our pastor. Our pastors are not mentioning his name. Simple man came out of prison, got saved in prison, baptized in the Holy Spirit and everything. And his team had brought in hundreds of Bibles too. At the end of the day, Farrakhan is a great, powerful, this thing and this thing. Our pastor also preached. By the time our pastor preached, the people in the stadium were shaking. And they all asked for prayer, took the Bibles and walked out. That is what Jesus is talking about. This is a power. That's what he said. Do not leave Jerusalem until you have received power. Until you have received power. And when you talk about power, it's talking about a person. It's a real person. And when that person comes, okay, you have to leave it completely into that person's hands. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict. And if he does not convict, he has his reasons. Who am I to question? Amen. Amen. That's it. I am, like Paul says in Romans 1, you and I are only postmen. Mm. Our job is to deliver. Mm. Our job is mm. not to open the letter, rewrite it, just stick it back and give. That's not our job. Just delivery boys we are. Mm. And leave it to the Holy Spirit what to do. So it doesn't matter what they are, whether they're a leper or a Samat woman or in today's con, a lesbian or gay or transgender or intersex or cure, whatever they are. Mm. You know what? Just keep praying for them. And when they come to you, you'll say, you know what? Can I pray for you? Mm. And first thing, let me tell you, you know what? God doesn't hate you. Mm. No, really, he doesn't. Your God, no. Did he eat John 3.16? Did he surround that word called world? In this world was L, G, T, B, I, Q, X, Y, W, T, L, Z. Mm. 
Everything was in that word. And you know what the Bible says? He loves them. And he died for them. Can I introduce you to him? All your answers, he will answer. All your questions, he will answer. He loves you. One thing, he will speak the truth to you. He will never condemn you. But he will speak the truth to you. Will speak. I'm just. He will love you through it all, but he will speak the truth to you. And I'm telling you, it works. It works. It works. But there are forces behind who have their agendas, and these poor people are victims. These poor people are victims. The poor in this country, the everywhere it is victims. You know, even in this country, religion. Those who control religion. The poor masses are, and that's why Marx said religion is an opium for the masses. And he was not false. What he said is the truth. Religion was used by power structures to control the minds of the people so that they would go in this way. What is the whole thing? What is the power of the Catholic Church? Excommunication. It is death, a living death. Mm. Power. Excommunication. That's what they did. And what was over here? If the Brahmin curses, you are finished. That's it. Yeah. You're finished. What is it, Islam? The same thing. They cut your head off. And that's not what Jesus did. He said, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. I didn't come to kill. I came to die for you. Okay? So we need to understand religion and Christ are two different entities. All to, Not that he's not severe. <laughs> but that's a different severity. Mm. It's a different severity. Till your death, he will leave you alone. And then once you receive him, he'll spank you all the way home. Both he will do. Okay. <laughs> he will spank you all the way home. He will beat the daylights out of you. He will do it. Because he said, well, you are my son. Hmm? CPS does not work with me. <laughs> with Jesus, there is no CPS. He is like the Sardar. He wants CPS. I am the protector of the child. What are you talking about? Child protection services. That is mine. This is part of protection. Okay, he will be. T- I mean, it, I mean, if you, l- the most, the strangest, if you look at, I mean, the most beautiful part of the wilderness story of Israel is that God did not allow one man to go back. You know that? They wanted to go back, elect a new leader and go back to Egypt and serve Pharaoh. He did not allow one man to go back. You will not go back. You came through the blood. You are not going back that way. You will wander here. I will take care of you. You will die here. You are not going back. The ones who died because of his hands were the rebels, Korah and Cap. That is what we are talking about. The destruction because of rebellion. But I believe the majority of the people who came out of the wilderness made it to heaven. Mm. Came through the fire. Lost everything. But made it to heaven. They were not lost. Hmm. Because, because he does not see any He did not see any because they came through oh. the blood. And they came through the waters. Hmm. And he did not allow them to go back. So these are very powerful. That's why we always talk about rebellion. Watch out for rebellion. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. witchcraft. Yes. And Korah, Dathan and Abiram and gang were those days masters. Who, who pretended to be pastors. Hmm. <laughs> Those days, masters. So God had a way for them. He says, you know, he opened up earth and swallowed them. And that's what still happens. They die by their own hand. 
sons of Korah jumped across to the other side and they were saved. So you have to look at it that way. Pastor, I think one last question because yeah. all the other questions are, tan- are on tangential topics. Yeah, I wonder, there was an Indian question. I had one question yeah, from yeah. India. So, can we have that? That's yeah. question three. Because we have all of our Indians also should not feel so bad. Can, can godly children use their Hindu-based caste certificate for reservations? I like the question. The problem is that question can be framed in three ways. One, can God's children use Hindu-based caste certificate? Can godly children use it? Can Christians use that? Okay, so each, the way you frame your question, the answer changes. I'm giving you oh, three multiple options for the question. Can Christian children use their Hindu-based caste certificate for reservation? One, two. Can God's children use third? Can godly children? So there are three categories, okay. Now, this is a real issue. Now, let me say statutory warning or disclaimer. There are convictions which are personal. I don't force my convictions on somebody else. You have to frame your own convictions with your encounter with God. Because if somebody is weaker and you say you have to do it, they may not have the strength to handle it. Mm. So the whole idea is to teach and leave it to people, things like this. Let me tell you where this comes from. And the even the best of best men can have a crooked mind. Okay. I'm not saying crooked mind, how they think. When the Constitution was framed, and our Constitution, all this thing was talking about, there was this issue about reservation according to caste. Okay, this issue. So... For those from abroad listening, like you have uh, affirmation action in U.S. because the blacks were deprived of all civil rights. Mm-hmm. We have caste-based reservation because the majority of Indians were of the lower castes and the upper caste controlled everything. Not for 100 years or 200 years, for thousands of years. They were deprived of everything. No opportunities to succeed. You were born into something, you lived there, and you died there, even today. Many, many just love that. More, more, there are people in Hyderabad who have not even left their streets. They are born there, they live there, and they died there. They haven't even seen a quarter of the city. Forget about going to another town. Okay, so that's 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 the truth about this country or many countries. So here we are talking about caste. So when India got its independence and when there was squeezing going on, one of the ideas was that we need to reserve a certain amount of seats in academic government jobs, everything for these weaker sections. One group is called scheduled caste. You have scheduled tribe. Then you have OBCs. India has so many categories, other backward classes, all kinds of things are there. But the two major chunks are SC and ST. When it came to ST, they said, caste, if you change, you are a Hindu, and you become a Muslim, or a Christian, you lost your reservation. SC was not SC. SC, SC. Yes. No, I'm not talking about it. SD, SC. If you're a scheduled caste, you became a Christian or a Muslim, you lost your reservation. But if you became a Buddhist or a Sikh, you did not lose your caste. And one of the, one of the arguments used is that Islam and Christianity is a casteless religion. So if you convert to that, you look, why do you, you, you lose your caste also. 
There's logic behind that. I understand the logic behind it. But the agenda behind it is that, behind it was this, okay. Christianity and Islam are proselytizing religions. Unlike Buddhism and Sikh and all. And then you look at the other side of it, the whole. Why does scheduled caste need reservation? They need reservation because they were deprived of basic rights in a society for hundreds, thousands of years. So they need what we call a push-up. So when you change, change your religion, does your actual status change? No. No. Does not change. That's my issue. That's my issue with them. Your actual status doesn't change. You, let us say, you are a poor scheduled caste who is, let us say, a weaver. Born in a weaver's family, your father was a weaver, grandfather, great. You were never allowed to move out of that little and you live ache your living, hand to mouth existence. And then you heard the gospel and you became a Christian. Now you need help in school, you need help in college, you help, you need help in government job. But your status is still the same. But because you became a Christian or a Muslim, you will not be given that reservation. That is why I say, I will not say anything about this. If you were to ask me, I will not use. If I was a scheduled caste and I became a Christian and I know my God, I don't need reservation. My life is already reserved. But, other side, it is illegal. When I look at the law side of it. unjust. Uh, it, no, it's unjust is one thing, illegal is one thing. You can have something that is legal which is unjust. You can, okay, like uh, same-sex marriage in U.S. is legal, but it's unjust. It is not just. You can have same-sex uh, unions, but when you said same-sex marriage, you already changed the definition of marriage according to truth. Mm. That is my issue. My issue is not with same-sex union. My issue is same-sex marriage. When the government, when the Supreme Court legislates and says, this is the legal definition of a marriage, you are being unjust. That is not what marriage is. Marriage is a relationship with one man, with one woman, where they produce children and they have a family. Mm. That is what a marriage, not between one man and one man, where they have to get somebody's baby and try to create a family. That is not a marriage. This is a same-sex union. The other is a marriage, where you cannot produce, create something you cannot call it a marriage. But they change. So you can have something that is legal and be unjust. So you can have here something that is legal in India. What do you call it? That if you are a poor Hindu who became a Christian, you will not get reservation. It is legal. Law passed by the Constitution. But it's unjust. It is unjust. Yes. It is unjust. So... But these are very, very sensitive things. I don't want to put, because if I were to say you are wrong, you have sinned against God and man, go repent, more hundred thousands of people will have to resign and come out of the government service who are Christians who have used this certificate. Who am I to tell them what to do? That's not my job. I can only say that, you know, these are uh, personal, conviction. personal convictions. 
Okay? Did Daniel tell all the rest of the Jews, sons of Judah, what kind of fellows are you? Aren't you Hebrews? We didn't we come from there? Didn't our fathers teach us better? How come you're eating this Babylonian food? So that's your problem. I have decided on my own. I'm not going to eat this stuff. Okay? So we do not force this on people. We teach these people, trust God, believe God, He will prosper you, and take a stand of faith. Take a stand of faith. That's how we have to look at this. But is it illegal? It is illegal. It is just, no. it is unjust. So for me, if the government of India asks my opinion, they will not ask, but if they ask my opinion, what is the way out of this? The way out of it is cancel out every reservation and make it only economic. So it does not matter if it's a scheduled caste who is, gets 1,000 rupees a month or a Brahmin who gets a 1,000. Both need help. It's not your caste or your tribe or your backward status. It is your actual financial situation. That matters. If you have nobody to help you, a Brahmin also will die. If you have nobody to help you, scheduled caste also will die. You know what you need to do? You need to have reservation based on economic status alone and give a push, push to them. Economic reservation alone. And then you know what? Slowly it will go off because economic. You look at it, put all, um, 50% of the seats are reserved for economically poor. In 10 years, 15 years, 16 years, 20 years, 30 years, these people will also start going up, going up, and this reservation will come down, 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 if there is no corruption. Mm. A problem is corruption, okay? There's no corruption, it will be wiped out. Everybody will come up. I mean, if we can have states in India and towns and cities in Kerala, which is 100% literate, yeah, yeah, so it is possible. It is possible. If we can have literacy, you can have economic upliftment also. You know, that is the job of the government, to help everybody to go up, go up. But the problem is, yet we look into the kingdom of God, uh, it is also look at it. It doesn't work that way in the kingdom too. Doesn't work in the kingdom that too. Because everybody, you may give them everybody the same opportunity. Everybody does not have the same motivation mm. and the drive and the interest. Some people, it doesn't matter, he may be at the super caste, not upper caste, super caste. You give him everything, that fellow will not work, that fellow will not study, the fellow will not do anything. Okay, so there are so many factors into it. And Jesus said, the poor will be always among you. Mm-hmm. He said it. I didn't say it. It's in the Bible. He said, the poor will be always among you. Lord, haven't you come with Ramaraja? He said, neither Ramaraja or any of this thing, even in the kingdom to come, there will be rewards. And they are merit-based rewards. Yes. According to your books. According <laughs> to your books. <laughs> merit-based. Well, you're not fair. You see, you're talking to me about fairness. <laughs> So these are there. But when you look at it, this is how I look at it. There's, there are a lot of things can be legal and be unjust. Unjust. Okay. A lot of this thing. And there can be a lot of things that is just illegal. and be illegal. Yeah. Just and be illegal. Like, let's take a simple example. Imagine in Iran or Saudi, a Muslim encounters Christ. And becomes a Christian. It is just. Mm. It's illegal. Illegal. Mm-hmm. Lose his head. It is just. Mm. Loses his head. Okay. 
That's how you have to read all these things. So I don't tell people what to do. I teach them. I talk, show them from the word so that they have their own convictions. Because this is, um, these are, there are a lot of things which people, but past, I said, I asked, told somebody last time. I said, do you remember Israel's second battle in the promised land? They said, yeah, they lost against I. So do you remember the third battle against the same city? Yes. How was the battle? Uh, God told, um, take the soldiers, hide them all around, then go with one troop in the beginning, attack, then open the gates, draw them out, then come, get in, set the city on fire. What would you call that? Deception. Deception. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say about it? That is why I said you have to hear Mm. from God Mm. in your own personal situation what you need to do. Sometimes everything is not black and white. Mm. Corey Ten Boom. Nazi as a soldiers. Do you have juice in your house? No. No. If you check, (laughs) if you check in the fridge, I have two cans, but no other juice. 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 (laughs) J-E-W-S. Just kidding. But she has hidden them in the secret room. Mm. What do you want her to say? What do you want to say? So I said, don't you ever dare to tell those people right and wrong. When your time comes, you will know what you will do. Amen. So please, just teach them. Lead them to Christ. Let them have strong convictions so that they hear from God. And then this is where our issue comes. We are leading them to a person who will tell them. That's why it says, each man will know me. And go, go, go to that verse as we close. Hebrews, 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 chapter 8 and verse 10 and 11. Hebrews 8, 10 and 11. This is a, this is a covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. So there is a church, there are pastors, evangelists, everything. Everybody teaches, people listen, but the Spirit of God is engraving it in their hearts. Mm. It's being, they are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I will be their God. They will be my people. people. In verse 11, no longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to greater. What does it mean? You you don't have to do, oh, what should I do about this caste certificate? You don't have to ask me. God will, ask, God will tell me. Mm. What should I do about this Jews? Don't worry, God will tell me. What about the spice? <laughs> about the spice? <laughs> Rehab, hi. But with Rehab, I will say you can excuse her. She was a Canaanite. But Joshua is not a Canaanite. Mm. This is Joshua. And hearing from God. Rehab did not hear from God or anybody. She's a Canaanite. Who you? But we are talking about, that's why people come to me about two. I said two is a different case together. Even in our own church, after someone, they have come and asked. I said that's a different case. It's a Canaanite prostitute in a Canaanite city. But that is not case in our year in chapter four, <laughs> chapter six. Seven. It is Joshua hearing from God. I mean, he is God. He is all-powerful. He is sovereign. Can you not tell Joshua, go with all your army, go march on the gates and knock it. I will break them and give them into your hands. That's not what he says. That is not, this is not weak person who is telling Joshua. This is the all-powerful God who is telling, this is how you need to fight, fight your battle. So Jesus says to the wise, 
I will be. The meek, I'll be meek. The shrewd, I'll be shrewd. Mm-hmm. Forward, I will be forward. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need to hear from God so that we have discernment. And that's how Jesus was with the Pharisees. So you tell me. We will not tell you. So I also will not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I will also will not tell you. God is saying, I don't have to answer all your questions. I don't have to give you all the answers. Finally, I will ask you a question. If the Lord is called some Lord, why do you have to say? to finish over? Okay. So (laughs) this is, this is where we have this person. And so we don't know their situations. We don't know what it is. We don't know. But comes to generally very clear things about the world, things about life. We know. Should I kill or should I not kill? No, don't. You don't even have to ask that. Thou shall not kill. You should I steal or not steal? No, this written. Thou shall not steal. Okay, but should I save or not save? And in the process, if I have to lie to save somebody's life from death, what should I do? What did God say? They have lied to save two Israelites' lives. Corrit and boom, lied many times to save the lives of so many Jews. Mm. Then finally she was caught and she went into the prison camp and came out and became one of the greatest ministers of God in our generation. So I will self listen to God and look at what God says. Amen. Amen. Make your decisions according to your faith. Let it be unto you according to your faith. Hallelujah. Yes, Pastor Vijay. I think that's that's that for we shall close. Yes. We shall pray. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you, Lord. Yes, Father. Whether they are in the prosperous West or terrible Afghanistan, the violence, or where they are, any part of the world, your people have cause to be at peace, at rest, and be confident because we know, unlike other religions, we know our God is God. And his king governs, the government is upon his shoulders. And it doesn't matter what we see with our eyes and what we read in the newspapers, the increase of his government, there is no end. And ultimately, we will all see, everyone will see with their own eyes, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And knowing that, I pray, help people to take the right decisions. Amen. So that at the hour of your coming, we will not have to be ashamed. That's what your word says in 1 John, that we do not have to be ashamed at the appearing of Christ Jesus. Help your people, Lord. Help your people. Strengthen their faith. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. For we praise you. We worship you. We glorify you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.